made it to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting, supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is Blonde Chick in the Oil Field. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Denise. Nick. How's things? Things are awesome. So where, uh, yeah, where is everything being awesome from these days? I see you're in a trailer. I live in a camper, yes. Been living in it for three years. (laughs) They said it'd be fun. Not so fun, but. (laughs) So where are you based out of today? I am in a little town called Greenville, Virginia. Okay. Is that north, south, east, west? It is about an hour and a half west of Richmond, Virginia. Okay, excellent. So about three hours from the co- from the coast. Perfect. And uh, working up there? Been here for three years on a project that's not going to go in the ground. <laughs> oh, no. So crazy. So whoever, some people might may or may not know what that is, and it's not really relevant, what project, right? But it's... Uh, <clears throat> So maybe a little introduction, though, like what you're doing and and who who Denise is. Who am I? <laughs> a lot of people want to know that. Um, so Denise Rittenberg, um, I am materials manager in the oil and gas industry. I've only been in the oil and gas industry since about 2012. Prior to that, I was an inspector on roads and bridges um, surveying engineering since about um, 1985, 86 when I graduated high school and went right into the surveying engineering industry as one of the only females at the time um, working in the company that I was working for and um, kind of started a family, went back to school, was doing it all at the same time and just loved it. Didn't want to do a traditional woman's job. So got into a man's field. I love it. <laughs> no, no, it's super, <laughs> super impressive. So, uh, kids? I have two daughters, 27 and 30 this year. So, did they live through that, uh, like your transition into that uh, field? Um, <clears throat> no, actually, um, they, well, they, I had them while going through, you know, work, working full time, going to school. Um, so I had them um, early on in the 90s when I was young, uh, which I wanted to do that. I didn't want them when I was 30, 40. So, um, yeah, I had them young enough that I knew by the time I was in my early 40s, I could be I could go do what I wanted to do and still, you know, still be around with them where, you know, you're young enough that you can go do things and be crazy, be the crazy mom. And yeah, that's what I am. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that vibe at all. Come on. (laughs) Well, Well, it depends on which daughter I'm hanging around with. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So no, that's, that's super. Yeah, that's great. 
That's great. So what drew you to that industry though? Like you started with the roads before you came into pipeline, but, but what started um, construction like? Well, you know, you being in Canada, I, I was raised in Michigan. I wasn't born there. I was born in California and, uh, but I was raised in Michigan and, you know, you, we get a lot of snow. So from about November until April, May, we shut down construction. We, we don't do a lot of blacktop, no, no concrete work, a lot, no road work. So, you know, I'd get on unemployment and have to make ends meet. So um, at the time I started going through my divorce in 2009, 10. And when I got laid off, it was just my income and trying to pay the bills on, on Michigan unemployment was not uh, feasible. So picked up a bar job and worked the late night one night. And um, one of the owners of, or the nephews of the owner of uh, at Mears group, which is an um, integrity dig group um, started talking to me and, and was, was just throwing jokes out. And of course my personality, I'm throwing them back. And uh, one of the regulars said, you know, you don't understand. She does work construction. He said, what do you mean? She works construction. And um, he told him what I did. So we talked to, you know, for a couple hours that evening. And he says, I can get you an interview um, the next day. And I said, you know, I said no at first because my resume had been in there um, for a couple of years. And I said, obviously, I didn't have the right plumbing to work at the company, being a female, not a male. And that was a joke. And he's like, no, 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 no. So um, he said, I'll make a phone call. And I said, that's all you need to do is make a phone call. If I can't sell myself, I have no business working for your company. So went in the next morning and interviewed with four people within two hours. And within the week I had the job offer and, uh, ended up in, um, California, you know, back where I, I was right. I was born and, uh, worked out there for about a year and a half doing, uh, integrity digs. And that's okay. how I got on the pipeline side. Wow. So, so great. So great. Yeah. So going from the roads to pipeline, what was the greatest uh, challenge, I guess? Um, really, there's there wasn't a challenge. The the difference going from roadway to pipeline, it like everybody is, it's the pay is a lot better. You know, you get your per diem and um <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I made, you know, I made pretty good money. Um you know, with uh, the company that I went out to California for, but um, pipeline just, you know, paid, paid really well. I was like, I was blown away when I saw my first paycheck. I actually cried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could, I guess in saying that, could you see how young people get drawn into that very easily, especially laborers and, and people at the bottom that just kind of came in for extra you know, a little extra scratch and all of a sudden 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the road, they're still doing it, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's something you fall into and can't get out of because of the spending habits. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, you and I both know that um, pipeline is a beast on, and you know, here I learned quickly, you had to know somebody to actually get in on a project. Um, and fortunately, I'm a pusher when it comes to wanting something. So <clears throat> I someone had given me a list of um, inspection companies 
And I can't tell you how many resumes I sent out in, in 2012, just wanting, um, I, I liked the company I worked for. Uh, I didn't like the managers. I, I was 42 at the time. My managers are in their 20s. And I'm not a child. I don't want to be treated like a child. I have an engineering degree. I can talk to engineers. Don't treat me like I don't know what I'm doing. And so it didn't last long, but it gave me the experience I needed to get out. So when I did send the resumes, I kept pushing. I would call. I would send a resume to the same place weekly. And finally, I got a a break with a document control company and got into document control side, which I did for a survey company for 18 years, um, keeping track of all their records. And um, just kind of went up from there, went from there to office manager and um, just when I got onto the Rover project in Ohio, it just kind of fell into place. I mean, I was assistant chief in the as, um, materials manager for all the receiving of pipe and shipping it. So it just, it was by luck, by luck. Yeah. And, I, and I did it by not, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody when, he, when I got on that job, I just made phone calls and pushed resumes. So mm-hmm. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. I fell into the inspection side by default. I feel, I feel like I wanted it, but to get on because I knew nobody, nobody, same deal. Right. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, nobody wanted to go to the Northwest territories and sure I will go (laughs) legit how it happened how it happened. But if that opportunity didn't present itself, like getting into the industry would have been, I feel who knows, but at the time, yeah, the same thing, like the same feelings, right. Just kept calling, kept doing. Yeah, exactly. People people today do not realize the power of networking. Um, So my oldest daughter is in the same field. Uh, She has a master's in engineering and with emphasis on construction management. But for someone of her age to get a job, unless she has all this great experience, nobody wants to hire. So right now that's a struggle for her. But when I first took her to the university, I I knew all the surveying professors because of my background. So when we went and met with her advisor, him and I were good friends. And before we left, he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked back at her, looked back at me and he said, she'll be very well taken care of here. Don't worry, mom, just have no worries. So we get back out to the car and, and I said, so what did you learn today? Oh, well, I'm going to be Denise's mom or I'm, you know, Denise is my mom and, and that's all they're going to know me by. And I said, no, they'll, they'll recognize you for you. I said, but that's not the point I'm making. And she said, well, what's your point? You know, kids in their early in their late teens, early twenties or whatever. We don't know anything. So I said, okay. So I, I set a foundation for you for a network. I said, it, it's a solid concrete foundation because of the network that I have created. So I'm passing that over to you. I said, but it's your job now to build on that network for your own um, your your own database. You can't use mine forever. I'm just giving you the starters. Um, unfortunately, I can't do that with my youngest because she's uh, got a bachelor's in nursing. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell her the same thing. I said, when you when you meet people, you keep them 
you know, in your network, because you never know when you have to make a phone call and say, you know, I I really don't understand this, but can you help me out? If I can't help you out, if someone calls me, I'm going to give them to someone that can help them out. So, and that's, that's important for people to understand. And, And it's not that way anymore. People just don't understand that power. No. And I never, I never operated that way before. I was just the lone wolf that went through. And I, and then as soon as you get into a recession or a slowdown, you're screwed. Yes. You're screwed. Or if all of the people that you've been hanging out, like I shouldn't say that some of the, some of the people that I did hang out with, they were the, the old dogs. They were the people, you know, on their way out. Out. Right. right? <laughs> and, and, like great God bless them to retire, right? Great contacts to have, but as soon as those people are gone, you know, just doing it on your own, and it's a lot of that we talk about in the program, right? It doesn't work so well. No, no, well. Oh, I and, love and it. I've learned that when I first got started because my first few jobs were just three months, a month, a month. And I, you know, knowing what I had back home to take care of, it's just like, I bawled my eyes out and I'm like, is this what this is going to be like? Because this is a lot of work chasing, chasing contract. And it wasn't until I got the last one, I was home for three months. I relocated my entire self, my entire life to Houston, Texas. That's when I relocated in 2014. Um, I was a structural project manager on some highway infrastructure for about seven months for a company out there, but they only worked 40 hours a week. And I'm not a 40 hour a week person. I'm, I work when the contractor works. I'm used to working hundred, hundred hours a week if, if I need to. And so when the opportunity for Ohio came up, I jumped right on it. I, I, and let me tell you, I had no, with an engineering background, you can lay out a yard, but you have to understand all the aspects. And I learned it as I went, uh, went along and you have people that can help. You just got, you can't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. So, so I, that, that's where my name got put down. I can tell you. <laughs> Oh, it's great. And I guess like referencing the hundred hour weeks and that's what we're, you know, that's what we're used to. And can you see, like you went through my 60 day videos and how that went through. Can you see how, can you see how that's beneficial? And, and it's not just, just that structure of being able to deal with your life on a daily basis and the tools to be able to manage that time because we need, sometimes we need to push, we need to work those hundred hour weeks, but can you see how maybe we didn't after running through that program, can you maybe see how, you know, we let things lack when we don't need to just because. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And, 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 we had messaged each other as I was going through there. And I know I slacked a little bit and I had to do some doubles <laughs> a few days to catch up. But I messaged you and, and told you I was I was totally thrown back on how much it was affecting my thought process. I'd never journaled. I had never, you know, did a diary when I was younger. And so forcing me to write in a journal every single day, I, I mean, it's not forcing, I chose to do that. So it's a yeah. choice. Yeah. 
And I, my old boss said, it's all about choices. And that's, that's always stuck with me. It's all about choices. So, you know, by the core four, by where, where am I today? Where do I want to be? And and if you journal weekly, daily and weekly, that core four, um, it, it sets you up for, am, am I not, am I not being true to myself? And, mm. and this is what I want, but I'm not working toward what I want. I'm just kind of playing along just, just to, to appease myself and, and telling myself I'm doing it, but I'm really not. So it, it keeps you accountable. And uh, even toward the end, well, in the middle, I told you, I learned, you know, you know, your facts, times your feelings. And mm. now when I write emails, um, I will let it set before I actually send it because if it's professional, you've got to take your feelings out, but you have to have the facts. So all of that is just, it, it just, yeah, it, it, I was totally amazed. <laughs> I, I, I was really skeptical when, when I finally decided to do it, but when I got through it, it's just like, wow, this is, this is a game changer just for, um, creating me time. Mm-hmm. And so in saying that, have you created, um, have you created space for yourself now during the week? Like you notice a difference or do you still fall into the same patterns? Like, um, I am going to be brutally honest. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it would be. No, I have not. I have not made that time and I really need to. Um, I, I've been a little overwhelmed um, with some other stuff going on and, and some personal stuff, but that's the type of stuff that I need to journal about. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and not even, and not even, it's not even about the journaling. Like that is definitely part of it, but can you see um, how, when I have the accountability groups, like <clears throat> how that could change because you can't hide. Like no matter what's going on around, like you, you said you had some personal stuff, in it, but we all do at all times. It never goes away. No, so no, like, never. Like in, in my one accountability group, there's, there's like six dudes in there that are, um, that are a unit that they're accountable every day to report those things. And could you see, like, you can't hide so like learning the tools is one thing and you went that far and you know, and a yeah. lot of it is stuff that we already know, but it's just, it's just being in that forum where you're posting every day. <laughs> right. Well, I, I took notes when I did, when I journaled, I took notes from the video on like the left page. And then I would, you know, when we did our, our mission and declaration, I would do it on the right side only because now I can go back and, I, I can visually go back and reread some of the points of the video in order to understand why I wrote what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And it, it, to me, the journaling would help me. We don't necessarily have to journal on a daily basis, but that was making me accountable in, in it, it's like I, I'm getting ready to start some online classes and I have to be accountable. So this is going to be difficult for me because I have to be accountable to someone. And it's like you coming in and messaging and said, uh, knock, knock, knock. Hello, where are you? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, but just a bit, just a step back and like, yeah, if that happened every day, and that's sometimes what happens when we got guys that fall off, it is that knock knock. Whether it's the leader of the group, we always assign somebody else that's that's leader of the week, um, and and so I'm just a facilitator, and they learn to lead by example. And most people, especially most men, aren't taught that anymore. They've lost that. And, uh, and, and like the leadership with the women, for sure. Like some women have never had to step up in that role. It's just never been. Right. So it, but it's once you have that and you might not like it, <laughs> but you're able a little to, uncomfortable. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, a little. Oh yeah, definitely. But you can use what you learn in those in those lessons of of leading, and be able to be a better follower, right? Right. Because you can right. see you, if that's your gig, then you're able to see where your actions can trigger the shit out of someone that needs to lead. And when you're working for somebody else, like most of us do, that's a very good. Um, skill to have I feel well I mean you know a lot of your a lot of the videos when you talk about the core four your your body being balance and business I'm not necessarily starting a business but you can apply that to other aspects of um, how how I work in my everyday life I mean I I don't like being behind an eight ball Um, I like to be ahead of the game I, I i I tend to think, try to think ahead. And and that's where I think um, I've excelled in what I do is I have the ability to think ahead and, and know some questions to ask. But I mean, I do get behind, you know, the eight ball and, you know, I'll tend to work all day long because it's like, okay, you didn't put in enough effort uh, the last two days you need to put that effort in and and I'll work myself till, you know, six in the morning till 12 midnight, just because I, it's my reputation. I'm not only representing myself, but I'm representing the gas company. And I'm also representing, you know, my provider. And if I get a bad rep, it's on all three of us. It it doesn't matter. It does matter that it's my bad rep, but if I give the gas company and my provider a bad rep, where is that going to leave me <laughs> looking oh, for another and, job, but not in the oil and gas business? <laughs> oh yeah. But you are like, as a contractor, you, you are running your own business. Like you are, but it's even bigger than that. Anybody that has, has a family has a, you have a business, like you are responsible for them until <laughs> if most of us have a house most of, and even if you don't you those kids need a legacy behind them and you that's your business like so you better show up so you better take care of your finances you better take care of of your but in order to do that you have to take care of yourself and that's where and yes. that's the big part of the program so in in that did uh one of the first questions that we ask is what are the, what are the facts in your life? How, how did that uh, go over with you when you were looking at like, where am I right now? Like today, how did that sit? Um, you know, I, like I said, I had some personal things going on. Um, you know, I, well, I've been divorced for 11 years and so right after I got divorced, I, I did, I 
you know, worked over the road in state in Michigan. Um, so I wasn't too far away from the girls, but it was 2012 that I actually started working out of state. So I've kind of been, you know, by myself. So struggling, you know, when you're, you know, I worked in um, the survey business and I was, you know, PR and um, I worked in a restaurant around people. So, you know, I'm, I'm like to be considered, you know, I'm social. So when you go from a social aspect to being on your own and not know anybody, you tend to um, like go into a shell and you just peek out every once in a while as, you know, do I really want to go out into this world and do this because I'm going to be by myself. And it, it, you know, the people that tell you, you have to be right with yourself. You have to, you have to be happy within yourself and, and be able to be alone with yourself. Um, they're not lying because it, it, it was a struggle and I still struggle with it, you know, because I do travel by myself and the people that I meet on the road is usually your coworkers um, or the places that you live. So <clears throat> being in the camper for the last three years, I'm in a campground and, and I did started doing some volunteer work. So that's where I've started meeting, you know, people. And um, I like to give of my time. Um, they do a wounded warrior project, um, the campground that I'm at. So, um, you know, I, I volunteer time there. Uh, we have other things going on. And so, but I have a great, it's, a, it's not just a group of friends that's become my family. And I've not had that on the road really until I got here. And so, you know, when people say, well, what's going to happen with the project now that it's canceled, you know, but I'm an asset recovery. So I'm still here. Um, knock on wood and thank God every day that I'm still here. So, um, you know, getting up, well, now getting up to work is working remotely home. So I don't have to travel to an office and uh, I do, I do get to see a lot of people here. So that has changed as far as pulling me back out of that shell um, because I was in that shell for quite some time and it was a struggle. I mean, it takes a toll on you being, you know, being alone and then not seeing like, like what you struggle with, not seeing your family. I see my girls probably twice a year. And I'm trying so much harder to at least see them more, but they're in opposite directions. One's in Michigan, one's in Texas. So, you know, I have, I have try and do that happy balance. And then when I do go back to Michigan, I have a couple of brothers there and, and other families. So when I go there, I have to balance out that visit amongst, you know, quite a bit of more people. So it's really hard. Um, traveling and then traveling home it's like I want people to come see me just come see me and then it makes it all you know a lot easier but um but it's just something that you you learn to adjust to and and deal with and I I think now in the last two or three years it's finally you know I don't feel like I'm by myself um and I have people to go to if you know if I'm struggling with something or just it's like, look, I'm just having a bad day and just need someone, you know, I've got plenty of people where I'm at right now that I can just say, I just pull them aside and said, look, I just, I just need a hug. <laughs> just yeah. give me a hug. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm glad that you, you brought up the shell of being 
of that uh, of that lifestyle because that's exactly what happens. And not for a lot of us, what a lot of us will do, you'll just gravitate to whoever's your person and then just go get fucked up all, all weekend, right? Or your yeah. one day off, if Sunday's your day off, then that's your gig, but you will find those people and and that's not always a good thing either. So I love that because that's exactly what I did. And I am an extrovert. I am. But I, like I always was, I was the life of the party. I was the guy that everyone wanted on the golf trip because you're going to do something stupid. I can see that. (laughs) I was that guy. I was definitely that guy. But then once I got into the, like quit slow pitch, quit all of that stuff because I was gone working. And then all I did was just, okay, well, this is life. to work, back to the hotel, drink six, eight, ten beer, and then go to bed and do it all again the next day. And you do that for almost like 15 years. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it starts to wear on you. But, you know, because, you know, in, in, the, in the class, um, I did, you know, put out there that my, my father was an alcoholic when I was growing up. So, I mean, I'm, I drink, but I don't, I don't come home and drink every single night. And, and I think that was my saving grace because I saw how it tore my father apart. Um, uh, and my, my one brother, you know, drinks a lot and God forbid that he sees this, (laughs) but, um, it, it just, it scared the hell out of me enough that, it's like, I don't, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to, I don't want to put my girls through that. I don't want to become what my father was. And I loved my father, but it just tore the family apart. So <clears throat> that's when I became the introvert, went into the shell. And you also, when you're in a position, um, I was assistant chief on the one project. So you have to hold yourself to a standard of accountability that you can't go out, you know, with the people that are working for you and and drink every night and, you know, um, just live it up. And, and because you have that reputation that that's going to, you know, come back to everybody if you're out doing that party. And, and two things I told, I've told my girls, you know, growing up and it, and it, it applies to us in our adulthood is one accountability and two guilty by association. You can be sitting somewhere and something happens alongside of you because you're sitting there. They think that you're involved. So it's guilty by association. So you have to be careful even with your surroundings. Um, When I go out now, I don't like to set my back to a door. I like to know, or, you know, my back to, to people, you know, around me, I want to see everything going on. And it's, I don't want to be in that guilty by association category, uh, if I don't have to be. And I don't, I don't put myself in that position, or try not to. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I do the same thing, but it's more self-preservation, I think, than a lot of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of biker bars and all that kind of stuff. Eh? So it is what it is. But um, but no, Jesus, it's, if, I walk, if I walked into a biker bar, would I even walk out? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm, I think you could walk out with whoever you wanted to. You'd be all right. <laughs> You'd be all right. I think you'll do just fine, Denise. No, it's it's great. And yeah, like that shell thing, I just, I can't say it enough that that's, but it's learning to deal with that and 
And that's why I love the way that that pro the program that I run is set up because when you're, when you have to deal with your body every day, like, cause you choose to your body, you deal with your own fulfillment every day. You deal with your relationships every day and your yep. business or finances on a daily basis and just be cognizant about where you're at and put in those deposits. It's huge because so many years we just went into a shell and did nothing did literally did nothing but work. That was it. No fulfillment, no, nothing for my body. Like, man, I was like 230 pounds. I couldn't even tie my shoes. Like I would just leave them. Now on you top. know what it's like when you're pregnant, you can't. Bend over <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was not sympathy weight that I gained. I just gained it because I gained it, you know. So it's it's definitely a, a game changer in that aspect where you're just you're you're cognizant to it, you're accountable to it, and then with the accountability of the group, you can't hide. So you went through the self-directed program where you you know you did you left. I had to nudge you a little bit here and there, but on the other side of it and then just being aware of it now. Yeah. I'll nudge you some more to like, keep doing that, but you, you can definitely do it on your own, but it's so easy to fall back into those patterns. So easy. Like, let's say that job ends tomorrow and you have to go to the, another job where you don't know anybody else. It's just so easy just to go into that shell, shut out yep. your daughters, yep. shut out your family and just, you know what? I'm working. I'm justifying that I need to, I need to go and prove myself all over again. I need to, which is you, you get the, as we would say, the fuck it all yeah. uh, mentality because it's, it's, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I feel like people that work on the road, like, like what we, what we teach and what we, what we hold people to a high account for is so important because life on the road is so difficult and you can see it now with people, the divorces through the roof, uh, suicides, like pipeliners. I don't know, man, like I follow so many and it's so hard to see where guys are, are choosing the other way because projects are getting canceled. Just like the one that you're on, Um, you know, (laughs) newest administrations come in. And up here, are, are, we're no better. We The liberals are just doing whatever they please with no disregard or no regard for anything other than... And our administration affected your lifestyle, yeah. um, you know, with especially with the Keystone. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a trickle effect, a trickle-down effect. And um, sadly, uh, I feel really bad for, you know, the people that are still struggling trying to find work. And, you know, this whole idea that this administration says, oh, you can just go back to school and get educated for um, the renewable solar energy. It's like, okay, I just paid how many fucking dollars to get my my degree and I'm now applying uh, for my bachelor degree in operations management. I just filling out the application today. And it's like, this is my choice. I don't want you to tell me what choice I have and what industry that I want to work in. But for them to say that to these people, it's like, okay, why don't you back up and you go back to school and maybe come out and be a, a blue collar worker instead of sitting in your office. Well, I don't even think he sits in his office, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, instead of sitting where you're at, not even 
running the country to the best of your ability because you don't give a shit about your country. Um, and yes, I just said that on the past your podcast. <laughs> no, it is, and it's totally fine. But on the yeah, on the other side is is we are accountable as as our as a human to be accountable to ourselves. So if that's what we need to do, guess what? We need to pivot. We need to change. And I totally support what you just said. Like we, if you want to do pipeline and you want to do that, the oil and gas, you should have that choice and a hundred percent agree. But if that option is not there for you, okay, what are you going to do? And sitting and getting screwed up every night and, and, uh, and twisted up and angry and frustrated and not doing anything. That's, that's where the problem lies. Right. And that's where, like, I'd like to step in, like, okay, like, what do you actually want to do? Like, you know, what are your values? What, what actually lights you up? And then we can come up with, you know, what do you actually like about pipeline? You know, is it the adventure, right? Like you're always traveling. Okay. What other job could you actually travel in? Is it, you know, it's the integrity part of you stepping up and like, you're making an asset to help other people. Okay. Do you like connecting with people like a thousand man spread, which doesn't happen very often anymore, but a thousand man spread, you meet so many people. Is it the connecting with different people? Is that what you actually like? Okay. What other jobs <laughs> would facilitate that, uh, those values? And, you know, you will feel just as fulfilled doing these other things, but it's going to take time. So you're going to have to deal with those feelings. And then it's bad. That's a whole other part, right? Where, yeah, did you find actually being cognizant of, you know, and asking those questions of your feelings? Was that hard for you? Yeah, it was because I, I don't, I'm not one to talk about myself. So a lot of the questions in there when, you know, it's telling you to dig and, you know, reach in there. Um, that was hard because, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see... I see who I see when I look in a mirror, but um, when you're asking me to dig and speak about myself, um, it, it, that's just not a comfort zone that I'm 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 in on a regular basis, and and I think I'm more you know that's all kept inside, and and I do keep to myself. I mean, I mean when I if if I had to answer to an office, I mean, anybody could tell you, I go in, I shut my door and I get my work done. I, I don't, I'm not usually out, you know, out and about and, and talking to people. I mean, I will, but for the most part, you're going to find me just tucked away in my office and, and getting my stuff done. And because I just can't sit, I've got to be doing something. And so to, to dig in and, and ask me about myself, it was just like, God, this is so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever find, because this is what I did, like you would just read the or go through the question, write it down, and then go do something else. Like I do, I don't know how many times I did that. I've done, I went through that same program twice. And I don't know if I get uncomfortable, I will, oh, I will find something else to do. You know, and, and I'm not going to lie, when I got really stuck on how do I really answer this, I actually would scroll through and, and I would read, you know, everybody else's responses. And maybe not just to that video, but I would, I would start and I would, you know, start reading and, and listening to what 
everybody else was, um, you know, writing down or just listening to their story. And it's like, we're all, we all have a story and we all had a little bit different, but in the same, we were kind of, it's the same. It's just, we, it's just, you know, how we, how we wrote it down and how we portrayed it was different. And I, th- I think I was the only girl that, that went through your whole entire prod, your whole. Yeah. There, there was another lady that started and totally. Carrie. Yeah. So yeah. And, and her and I worked together in California too. So I, I knew her when I started, I'm like, Oh my God, someone I know. <laughs> and, um, but no, when, when we got, when I got through, it was just like, you know, I knew I started later than everybody else. So I would go back up and, and read and listen. And I think someone commented um, besides you on one of my posts and it was just like, oh, wow, someone's reading my post. So this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised at, because of the, everyone else was a, was a male, were you surprised at some of the, some of the answers that came through? Um. I wouldn't say surprised. Um, It's, it it was, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but it's just people, people struggle. Uh, And, you know, I could, I could really read and kind of get into their emotion of these guys are struggling with some of these issues. And I felt really bad. I mean, I think I read a couple of them. It's just like, it even made me a little teary eyed because it's like, I felt so bad that, they were struggling with some of these issues that I was really hoping that your pro this, the 90 day program, I'm sorry, the 60 day program was, you know, going to help them out and, and just fix it. (laughs) So, yeah, but a lot of that stuff, it will, it'll be ongoing forever, but it's just being aware of where it's at and that it's there. And it's not like what we do. It's not psychology. It's just asking, well, there is psychology behind it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's just asking better questions and, and, and actually, and actually addressing what's inside. And that's, that's the beauty of it is where, especially dudes where you've never, never asked these questions. Like I have one person, he's a union rep and um, at a major uh, construction corporation and never, and he teaches the, <laughs> the mental health stuff and uh, never, never, um, never questioned like, what do I want? Seems like a pretty simple question, but like, what do you actually not, want? Yeah. Not a like, question. No. Yeah, it, well, it's a short, like phrase-wise, it is a very simple question. What do I, but when you start looking at it as a whole, especially as a person, so you know, it makes a difference. Like when you start asking better questions and actually being accountable to being able to do them. So it, yeah, I was always wondering, um, and I'm glad we did this because listening to, um, especially you reviewing some of those uh, answers and uh, having a take on the, from the other side, from the female perspective. And uh, yeah, it's great. But what does it work for male and female? Like, Um, well, if you, like you, like you say, if you, if you apply that and, and practice it daily, it will work. It will work. And, and if it, if it doesn't, it's not that you're doing something wrong. You maybe just have to 
what we say in there, course correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you just have to change up in in change up your thinking a little bit and and maybe walk away and say, okay, maybe I'm just not understanding what's going on right now. So, you know, write it down. I I, I never thought the, the power of writing something down. And like I said, when you go back and when I read what I wrote, it's like, what the, what, you know, what was I trying to say here? And then what I typed in on, on Telegram sometimes was even different than what I had on paper. It's just like it was coming out different when I was typing it. Yeah. And so then I'd go back and look at what I wrote on Telegram and, and take a screenshot. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, wow, it is a difference. I mean, your thoughts are going down on paper, but then when you put it back out again, it, it's a little different. And it doesn't mean that it, it's bad. It's just that your thought process has changed um, maybe to a more positive thinking. And, you know, just like reading some of those guys comments um I, I think a lot of them had changed from you know day one to day 60 and because mm-hmm. I did I read I read through almost all of them so <laughs> you you could tell that that some that were really uh into it and getting out of what they were putting into it and that and that's a whole key to anything you get out of what you put into it and if you just do something half-assed well what are you going to get out of it you're going to get something half-assed so, <laughs> Yeah. And with, yeah, where do I want to go with that? Do you yeah, would you recommend it to others? Well, I have, I, yeah. uh, I've talked to, talked to a few people and, um, you know, they, when they asked me how I do my train of thought and, you know, I have talked about your program a lot and um, people ask me about it. I mean, I don't, I don't push to the point where it's like, oh my God, would you just shut up already? Um, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up, you know, a few times. And if they, if they ask, you know, I, I direct them your way. And um, my daughter was actually going to do it. And she had some other stuff going on that she was struggling with it. She, well, she's, she's uh, trying to, she's studying for her FE and then be, to become a PE. And so she's like, this is, it's too much. It's like overwhelming. I said, I totally get it. I mean, it's not for everybody and you've got to be committed. And, you know, that's, that's why I waited for my right time is if I would have started it when you first asked, it's like, I know I couldn't have committed. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I made a point like every night before I, when I, when I got in bed, that's when I did it. And sometimes it was, you know, midnight when I was finally, you know, doing the assignment and I would actually watch a couple of videos and take the notes just so I could ponder a little bit on that video for the next day and how I, how I wanted to reply to it. So it's trying to, trying to jump ahead, but yet not fall behind. Yeah. But can you see, like, after doing it and, like, really kind of meditating on it a bit where, you know, really it's a two to four minute video, like, where, like, and then to sit and write things down, maybe another, I don't know, depends how deep you want to go, five. Exactly. Ten minutes max, right? Fifteen minutes you can be through, through these better questions and and being able to learn some new tools to be able to navigate through life. And, and so like the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know what, this is really uncomfortable, but when you do it, 
And I've been doing this program now for over two, almost two and a half years, two and a half years, every day, every day, every day. And it's just become a lifestyle where I get to deal with my family on a daily basis, my body. I think, you know, I'm as fitter, I'm fitter now than I was when I was 18 years old. And it's crazy, crazy. And man, even not being able to see my kids as much as I want and talk to them as much as I want, man, our relationships are getting better and better every day, but it's that daily deposits. So even though you're, even though you said that you're, um, yeah, you see them maybe twice a year. Are you putting a little more deposits in? Um, have you noticed the difference or is it kind of this kind of the same? No, it's kind of the same. Um, I, I try and text, you know, with them every single day. Um, they have busy lifestyles as well. Um, so we may call a couple times a week. Uh, text, uh, you know, I say you better text me on a daily basis. <laughs> let me know that you're, you're fine. Um, but it's a, you know, it's like on Facebook, you might get, you know, Hey mom, I miss you. I love you. It's just like, Oh, it's just, that's a good feeling. Um, and I have great relationship with both, both my daughters and because they're totally opposite. Um, you know, the relationships are, are totally different. Um, one is, one is quiet and, and laid back where the other would, the youngest one that just visited were like very outgoing. Um, so we can do some stupid shit and just, you know, roll and laugh about it. Um, yeah. so I, I think our relationship has, has grown, um, just the past few years. I mean, when you, when you put kids through a divorce, uh, at any age, it takes a toll on them. And mine were 15 and 18 when I got divorced. And I thought, you know, they're, they're teenagers, they're going to be able to deal with it and go, was I wrong? I mean, they, they struggled, I struggled with their struggles. And I didn't realize how much um, it did impact. I mean, especially, you know, one just getting into college, the other one, you know, going through trying to finish up high school. And there was, there was one, one, that was one tough, bad year for all of us. And, but it's, it's made us, it's made us who we are. I mean, you know, you, they both got through college. Um, like I said, the oldest has a bachelor's and a master's. The other one, the youngest has her master or bachelor's and she's working on her master's. And, you know, when I got my degree, they're like, mom, are you going to go get your bachelor's? Well, that was 11 years ago. And, you know, even after um, taking your course, it's just like, it's, I've thought about it more. And it's just like, I know it's what I've wanted to do. So yeah, I filled out the application and I'm going to do my bachelor's online. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work, but because I am really busy, but it's like, if I don't make time now, I'm not going to make time. So, so yeah, it'd be, it'll be pretty cool to have um, those two with their masters and mom with bachelor's and something to be proud of. So, And that's your legacy, right? Like that's, that's, that's a legacy for the rest of your life and their children will know that too. Right. And it just trickle down. Like we've already discussed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great. 
It's great. Yeah. And, you know, had I not taken your course too, I wouldn't have got into uh, Dr. Doyle's page. I love his page. And um, you have the other one. Was it Freedom? Is it Freedom Formula or what is that? The men and men and women of iron? Um, No, it's, it's something is freedom. Oh, mine. My page. There's another app or something you had freedom something. Um, I'd have to go back and look at it, but I, um, I have that app. I just hadn't gone through. Um, there's some videos on there. And then there was another one I got into. It's um, high value for high value women. It's a branch office. I, I don't know if I got it off Dr. Doyle's or whatever, but I, I'm on that page every single day too. It's for relationships and just, you know, hearing other women struggle trying to find a high value man. And I'm like, I don't agree with everything. Um, Cause I think it should be a two way street. I don't think the man should have to do all the chasing, but um, it would be kind of nice for the man to chase, but it's, I don't know how it could work if, if it's not a two way street. Um, cause I mean, if, it, so just a scenario, if you and I were interested in each other and you did all the chasing, I think you would get tired of that. It's like, you oh. would think that I'm not interested if you have to do all the chasing. Yeah. Um, so I get the point of being high value, but I think it can go on both, you know, both ways. It's like, it's a, it's a give and take, um, let the man chase for a little bit, but I've got to show some interest in order to let him know that I'm interested. Otherwise he's going to say, peace out. I mean, I don't, I don't have time for this. And especially especially when you're working away or in a long distance, make it even harder. Right. Well, especially being, you know, a female out in, out uh, on the right away. I mean, you're surrounded by men on a constant basis in some men, can't handle, you know, a woman being out there. I mean, I've been told before, I don't want a woman on my crew. I don't want to, well, I'm not actually on your crew. Um, I'm inspecting what you're doing. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job and I'm not out here to find a relationship. I'm out here to do my job. And Mm -hmm. which kind of is funny because when I did work in California, um, they put me on a crew and being, the female, I was the inspector, not the inspector, I was the NDE tech. And one of the first things I said at the JSA was, look, guys, I'm here to do a job. I have a family to support back home. I said, I'm not out here to um, get your phone numbers, go on a date. I'm not out here to get laid. I mean, I was just like straight forward. My hormones mouth, I think, dropped. And But I put it all out there. So when we went to work, they knew exactly what my intentions were being there. I'm not out here to flirt with you and, and, you know, go out with you. I'm here to do my job. And, and they had more respect for me um, by putting that out there. You know, it's not that they didn't try. I mean, but I'm like, dude, it's not going to happen. If we all want to go out and have drinks as a group, I don't have a problem with that, but it's not going to happen one-on-one. But being a female out here, it's really, it's, it's not hard, but it's not, you know, it, it it can it can have its toll sometimes. I mean, because one, you've got single men, married men, people that are in relationships. And, you know, in, in my experience being around even construction on the roadway, it's no different. It's it's just construction is construction. Um, 
they don't care what the relationship status is. If they're interested in you, they they want to pursue you regardless if they're married. And you know, the, my the best best line I've heard is, "Oh, well, my wife's married." Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so how? Well, with all that said, how how does Denise find a partner in in that mix? God. Like, <laughs> Have I the answer to that, Nick? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm just being honest. Like, like so, yeah, because it's just the reality. And you just explained it. Like, you, you have to harden up. Like You, you do. Just, you, you have do. to. Right? And, so and, how, do you, how do you split that? Like, okay, now, okay, it is now 8 p.m. I'm out at the restaurant or at the bar. How does Denise separate? Because it is. It's two different lives. Because that's not you as a person, right? That's you as as an employee. Right, right. Um, gosh, um, <laughs> it, it you know you're gonna get you're gonna get pickup lines where you work. You're gonna get pickup lines when you go go to the restaurant. I unfortunately don't get them. Maybe I just don't see the signs, um, or maybe I don't put myself out there. It's just that I feel whenever it's my time for my future partner. Um, it, it, I want it to just happen naturally. You know, I don't, I, I've tried dating sites. I've tried, it's just like, oh my God, those things just, <laughs> they just, there's some really crazy weird people in this world. I mean, and, oh, yeah. and I'm telling you something you probably don't already know, but um, I'm not a home wrecker either. So, you know, these, these guys that I work with that, you know, they'll, they'll flirt with you and, and give you propositions like do time out, time out. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, so it, it, it is really hard, um, especially working over the road, um, to find someone. And then when you tell them that one, you travel for work, it's like, well, when are we going to see each other? You know, I did a long distance re- relationship after my divorce and it was on and off for five years. And, you know, one year we saw each other for 20, what was it? 25 days in 365 that didn't cut it for me. And it wasn't, it wasn't that we couldn't see each other. It's just that it is a two-way street. You have, you, you both have to put in the work and you have to set a timeline. It's like, okay, one of us probably going to do a little bit more traveling than the other, um, depending on the work schedule. And um, you have to, you know, I'm only going to go three to four weeks without seeing you. And then one of us is on a plane to come home. And also you might get a rain out on Friday and they call it for the whole weekend. I'm on a plane and you got to be ready at home to drop whatever you're, you know, whatever you're doing. And cause I'm coming home or um, he's coming to see me. So, um, but I haven't, I haven't found that yet. And it's, it used to bug me, but it's like, I, I have to be comfortable being by myself and, I don't even know if I could even handle, you know, being on my own for so long. I'm shoot. It's been 11 years. And then having someone back in all the time, um, that's going to be a struggle because this is my space. I'm meticulous about how things are. (laughs) Ask my daughter. She's like, She's like, oh, you have everything in its place. And she goes, oh, she'll move something. She goes, I I put it out. I I just took it out of place. And I'm like, it's just for two days. Just (laughs) just calm down. It's just for two days. Um, So, yeah. No, and it's, man, yeah, absolutely. And even being 
married or together for 17 before mine. Yeah. Like what the hell? What Like now, I, you know, you have to, it's not even being with somebody else so much. It's like, like, is the issue it's you're used to somebody else's mannerisms. You're used to what they're doing and it's a whole different ball of wax. So, Oh man. And then, and like you said, never being, well, always being on the road. And how do you yeah. find that time? And and then it is, it's a definite, <laughs> it's a definite give and take, but that's why I love, I love the program. Like, like it's just non-negotiables where like we get, we have dudes that are scheduling and how the frick do you do this on the road <laughs> schedule three day, three months in advance, all your dates. You, you can't, but what you can do, <laughs> how, what, how? yeah, but what you can do is, is have those discussions, like you said, and this, okay, if this happens, this is what's happening. There's a rain out. This is what's going to happen. Um, yeah, we are going to do that and have those conversations ahead of time and not the day of and expect somebody to, uh, to do that. So no, that's great advice. And I'm going to, I'm going to actually use that with, uh, <laughs> with the people. Right. <laughs> and, uh, cause yeah, a lot of the guys, they work in town, they're, they're home every night, but they still work, you know, 12 to 15 hours a day and, and then have to deal with it. So it's, it's, it's all the same, but different. And it's, it's so but it's great. What you talk, it, it, it's a lifestyle yeah. and it's a lifestyle change for people that aren't used to it. Um, you know, and it's, it's like when I start talking to, to a potential, um, you know, it, it's when you tell them you travel for work and they're like, well, you're, you're four hours away from me. Four hours is nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes the right mentality um, for partners in order to let that absorb and say, okay, can I handle something long distance? Because I'm not I'm not one to be wanting to be on someone's back door at a beck and call. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, you know, learning you know learning about someone. The the thing I struggle with is. Each person I, I meet, I, I'm like telling them my story and I'm tired of tell, telling my story. It's just like, I'm going to just make up some fake shit every once in a while, just because I'm so tired of telling my story. But um, it, it, it is it is a struggle. And like I said, when it happens, it'll happen. And uh, I'm I'm not pushing it. So if I'm single for another 10 years, I'll be single for another 10 years. Yeah. No, and and I think that'll be well. I think it's a good reason to have a follow up uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> we will get an update on Denise's love life. Where think, where am I at today, and where do I want to be? There we yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it'll be great. I, yeah, before we before we end off here, and I, I think we could talk forever. So I I would I think we could absolutely do another. I think we knew that coming into this. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. So what, if there's any advice that you would give for men or women on the road, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, it's, it's it, you're working hard, but what I've learned from you is, is take time for yourself. And, and it doesn't matter 
what it is, um, you need that time to unwind and, and um, just leave work at work and home is home. And when you, when you go out, when you're on the right away, work is work, home life shouldn't be on the right away. Um, because that's, that's where a lot of people get complacent and things happen. So, and it's hard, it's really hard for, for people to do that. And it was hard for me to do that. And it's not that I practice it every day, but you, you've got to have that me time. And, um, and as that is one thing I did learn from your 60 days, I didn't have enough me time and your me time doesn't just include you. You do have a family. So, you know, I, I do make time to make sure I call and text and, and reach out to my family because we don't, we don't get to see them very often. And just because they don't talk to you doesn't mean they don't think about you. Uh, they just know that your life on the road is busier than, than their life going home every day. So yeah, it's, it's take time for yourself. Yeah. And, and I'll just add on that. Like, I love that for sure. I love that. But it, and then it's dealing with the emotions and the feelings after that. And that's, that's why I love, I just love the way that it's set up with, you know, we run guys through this a couple tools, right. The stack and we do a Patriot missile game where they're dealing with their, their triggers, negative and positive, which is so crazy, you know, like, to look at the negative side of a, of a gratitude trigger, like, why would I do that? But that we, that's what we ask people to do. And that's what, how we found to balance people out because uh, we don't yeah. want the highs and we don't want the, the severe lows. We kind of just want you here, not comatose by any means, but we don't want the super highs and the super lows. And, and it's dealing, you know, it's dealing with that because like you said, you just want a hug. But sometimes we need more than just a hug, and that's dealing <laughs> yeah. with the shit. That's, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> exactly, and that's dealing with the shit in between our ears. You know, that, <laughs> that six-inch space is like is a nightmare. <laughs> so no, it's great, and I love having that. I love having you on, and I'm sure that we will talk again. And I appreciate you going through the program because that was that was great, and especially being the first female to to run through that, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you pushed me because like I said, it, it it's difficult talking about myself, but um, it pulled things out. Um, I had, like I had the one emotional post and, you know, you helped, you helped me through that. You, you gave me um, Dr. Doyle's page and that has helped me greatly. And um, so I'm appreciative of being able to, um, go through it, even though I need an extra push here and there, but I did complete it. And, and I'm so glad I did. And it's also good to know that not only with my friends here, but I have like, I have you and every once in a while I'll message you and just, you know, just, just because I need someone that I can talk to. So it's knowing that I've got another person there that'll just actually listen and know some of the, the bullshit that goes up in that on the, in the head and, just like, yeah, I know exactly what you're dealing with. Just, you know, just, just, just do this today. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's great. And you, you do do it. It might take a little bit, but you actually do it. And that's the big piece. <laughs> just actually. Yeah. Just yeah it's just following through. Yeah. It's just trusting the process. Cause it's, it's so crazy. And that's where a lot of us get stuck is that we just won't follow through because we're afraid. And 
But what if that one day you just actually did what you said you were going to do? And you actually just did, especially when you're paying money for something, you just trusted it. And you're like, okay, I just do it. And on yeah, the other yeah. side of that is just so much like accomplishment and, and all of the other things that raise our dopamine and just make us feel great. And that's what I love. But no, and I look love what happens when you open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you end up and I, I know it's your birthday coming up soon. So I appreciate you coming on Saturday. The, yes. Yeah, no, it's great. So I'll be 35. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a little dyslexic with the numbers. But <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have said a day over 29, so it's okay. Here's oh, sweetheart. <laughs> right? So, no, I appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll definitely do this again. And um, if anyone wants to reach out to Denise, where do they find you? Oh, gosh. Um, just look me up on Facebook. <laughs> Okay. Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, I'm not on too much. So, I mean, I do have Instagram, but I just uh, mostly Facebook and LinkedIn, but I don't, I, I don't check it every day just because it's, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's usually where people will, will find me. Oh, perfect. I'm sure if you Google my name, you might find something. <laughs> I can't tell you whether it's going to be good or bad, but <laughs> It all just happened. I that's what I chalk it up to. It happened. Let's deal with it. So, it's great. Guilty by association. It wasn't me. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Denise. Well, we will we'll end off there. And for anybody um, that's listening, we have a uh, we have our new apprenticeship arena number three. That's going to be starting at the end of or the end of June, and that's another ninety day program. So if you guys got any. Any questions on that? You can ask Denise how the how part of the program goes, and uh, and it's some feedback on that um, that you didn't get tonight, or reach out reach out to me, and, uh, and I'll point you in the right direction and see if we can't make uh, make something happen. But no, I appreciate you all, and we will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening to today's tale from the trench. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening.